Hello and welcome to Crit Rockets uh, podcast, episode one. My name's Chris, and joining me we have Sean. Hey, Chris, how is it going today, mate? It's good, Sean. Uh, who are you? Okay, <laughs> um, I am Sean Labode. I work for various uh, freelance companies, but um, you might know me from True Gits, which is an online magazine which we do um, live events, video reviews, and all good things about games. How about yourself, Chris? Where do we know you from? Uh, I work for a publisher and developer in the UK, uh, handling a few games, trailers, and getting involved in some of the game development process. But I don't think I can name the company I'm working for, so I can't say anything else. So, sure, essentially, all of the stuff that we're going to be saying in the future about what we're doing is going to be all about you. So, <laughs> okay, no, no pressure. Um, it's fine. Yeah. It, yeah, think of it as a good opportunity to promote the True Gits um, you know, brand to our two listeners. Okay, just plug in all day, every day. That'll yeah. be pretty good. It's fine. Right. Okay. So basically, the Quit Rocket podcast is going to be a bit of a mixture of uh, fun. Uh, spontaneous chats between me and Sean, but we're also going to be having a bit of competition. Uh, this episode, we won't be having any competitions, but in the future, we will have a interesting competition lined up where we hope people can actually vote for you know who wins between me and Sean. We'll come back to that later because we're going to be kind of setting up this week and hopefully getting it ready for either next week or the week after, depending on when people are ready to record. Um, so, shall we talk about news, Sean? Uh, yes, um, what's been number one on your plate recently? Wait, hold on. Should we talk about news, or should we talk about what we're playing? Because uh, we have been, we've been skipping things. This we is have... going horribly <laughs> it's wrong. Disastrous. Um, news. Let's do news. We might as well. Yeah, we let's do we news. Started. Okay. Uh, right, so the first thing is the uh, Aliens Colonial Marines. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Sorry, 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 not say anything about that. Uh, I don't think we can talk about how. Nah. Let's forget about yeah. that. Yeah. I don't think we need to do anything. Uh, right. Anyway, the thing is, there's been this whole mess about uh, aliens, colonial marines. So many uh, bad review scores. There's also been a bunch of people who've been saying that they've been lied to about the game. Have you heard about this? Yeah. Well, I mean. From what I've gathered, um, looking into last year's kind of footage that they were showing us, it seems to be a whole completely different game, and it's it's a shame really because I, we don't really know who's to fault here, and I think internally um, there is a bit of a ruckus going on, and basically the game that they showed us last year was completely different, and what they've put out in front of us on the shelves that we've all purchased in, and all the fans of Aliens are grabbing hold of, isn't um, isn't anything worth most people's time as I've read on uh, online publications it's it's a bit sad really because uh, it's very, it looked very promising and it's completely gone a bit sour since I mean what have, you, what have you heard or gathered from yourself Chris? Yeah I mean it's the same thing I mean the problem with aliens and the uh, problem with like, licensed IP is you never, you're never really too sure how much involvement the people who are the license holders the IP holders um, for each of the products you know whether there was a chance that Gearbox wanted to go a different route, but then the IP holders were like, no, you know, you've got to go through us first, and you know, that's one of the. I would say it's a shame. Yeah, it's, it's a big, big shame. Yeah, it 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 turned out to be quite disastrous, and I've been looking some 
gameplays. I haven't played it myself, so it could be amazing from what I know. <laughs> this, everyone else hates it, but I would love it. But it's yeah. just... There's there's a lot of people saying negative things about it, and it's really hard to avoid that kind of you know coverage. It's a shame because um, Gearbox, um, they've not had an easy time with their... Well, I would say an easy time, I mean, from Gears or... Not Gears of War, what am I thinking of? Gearbox brought out uh, Duke Nukem as well as the uh, the lovely uh, Borderlands series, which has been like their pinnacle of what they've done, and then they go back down again and release Aliens. I mean, if you're always going to be remembered as what you last made, then this isn't really a good way to go out. Um, and are we going to take them seriously next time? That's the big question. I mean, it's been 50-50 so far with their releases, so... Well, we've got with um, they used to do the Brothers in Arms games as well. Okay, yeah, didn't and know they that. also uh, ported Samba de Amigo to the Wii. Ah, uh, right, they didn't know. To, yeah, they used to do a lot more, uh, more smaller. I don't know. I don't think Brothers in Arms was a smaller product. But the thing is, Gearbox um, picked up Duke Nukem quite late. They also picked up. Um, I mean, the argument with Aliens is that there's a bunch of other studios involved. And you kind of think, well, if everyone's getting involved in it, everyone's having their two cents and putting things into it, that it's just going to ruin it. There's no, There might not be any clear vision. So maybe that's the problem with what happened with Aliens. Everyone's trying to get as much into it, and it's just ruined everything. They spent too many resources trying to work out what it is they're actually trying to make. So basically saying that there's a, there's a lot of... Well, they, they they got it pretty late, is what you're saying, and didn't really get to you know make a complete product? Is that what you're saying? Well, no, no. Aliens was about a six-year product, but there's been so many people involved that I get the feeling that maybe that was a problem. Uh, too many cooks spoiling the broth, eh? Yeah, yeah, there we go. I think that's it. I mean, is there anything else you want to add to it? Because I think I'm done complaining about Aliens. And <laughs> you haven't even touched it yet. No, no, that's fine. I'm just gonna. I mean, I love Aliens, the whole the whole franchise, and it deserves uh, so much love and attention to the whole series that it just six years should be enough to bring out something that's actually really amazing and actually would, um, you know, the fans would just kind of love. But it seems maybe it's not long enough, or developers just weren't very talented enough to create that kind of feeling. I mean, if there's anything positive I could, I guess, pull out from the game is the fact that when you pick up a... Sh I mean, the multiplayer itself is completely different to the single-player campaign. Um, and in multiplayer, in these days, um, Black Call of Duty, you would have soldiers versus soldiers who had a better gun, um, all the perks set up, the loadout is what makes you um, much better than someone else sometimes. Um, whereas in Colonial Marines Online, um, it forces you to always play... Marines versus aliens. There's never going to be a moment where it's going to be Marines versus Marines and you're shooting each other. It's always about team building. I mean, if you think you can, you know, control a single uh, xenomorph and attack a group of people, then you can be laughing at the wrong tree. Um, it forces team play, and um, I guess it's pretty brave to have that in this kind of day and age because it's like, oh, it's completely different. Um, but I kind of respect the fact that it's done something different. Um, it's just a shame that it doesn't work that well i mean the the idea the concept of it is pretty beautiful um but the but... thing the thing is isn't that left for dead yes left dead is... one and two look they've got like four people uh and you've got aliens so you've got a, a bunch of you know not aliens you've got a bunch of zombies, zombies coming at yeah. you with different skill sets much very similar to the way gearbox have created uh their multiplayer mode and 
you know, it, it did very, very, very well for Left 4 Dead. I mean, it's still, you know, loads and loads of people play it. It's a great game, you know. I mean, it's not necessarily the ultimate zombie game, I don't think, because it still lacks a lot of tension and fear and the kind yeah. of, you know, uh, suspense that a zombie game should have. Yeah, but it's definitely. a It's a great action game. <laughs> you know, that's that's what I say. I I like to pitch Left 4 Dead as an action game, so even people who aren't interested in zombies might really enjoy it. Okay, I guess I need to pick it up again. I only played the first one, um, so yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Pick up Left 4 Dead too. It's really cheap now, anyway. You can probably pick it up in the Steam sale for about three quid now. Excellent. I want to yeah. see if I can get it for the console. I'm, I'm unfortunately not on Steam. Yeah, but I think it's on Mac. Ah, then that's it sorted then. There you go. Get it on Mac. I think it runs on Mac. We'll soon see. When the next Steam sale goes on, I'll tell you. Excellent. All right, let's move on to the next news piece. Tell you what, I don't know how long we're going to be talking about these things because it's actually gone on quite a while already. That's that's good. <laughs> don't, don't, don't cut yourself short. Oh, I, mean... I know. I know, I know. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a small success from the very first episode. Tell you what. I'm going to see if we can kind of go for three hours and have a massive, long kind of podcast. <laughs> we're, we're doing a Crit Rocket Marathon. Crit Rocket Marathon, first episode. No, um, next piece is about the new Batman in the Arkham series that was announced by Warner Brothers. Oh, now that's a completely different uh, a type of excitement there, Chris. I mean, uh, I mean, what have, you, what have you heard so far? I heard they're making a Batman game. Oh, see, <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty much it I mean look you know the Batman Arkham Asylum I loved it That's that's got to be my favourite Batman game it's one of my top 10 games but that top 10 list keeps changing every time I remember something else <laughs> um, it is an amazing game and I was quite disappointed by Arkham City and I think it was mainly because of the openness of the city Oh, right. I really enjoyed the kind of claustrophobic and uh, small areas of Arkham Asylum. It really kind of uh, let the developers kind of create these kind of areas that had so much content in them. But if you get if you give them an open world, um, you can't give that same kind of love and affection towards this massive city as you would to a small corridor. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm completely um, opposed um, that because I just love the fact that once you're in Arkham Asylum, yes, it's all climbing, um, close knit, and it's about working your way around it successfully. And just giving you the larger open spaces, I mean, we didn't really get to try out the long range gliding with Batman and, you know, trying to avoid these snipers that are always perched up. And it just gave me, it just, gave, it just was perfect for the fact that it was an extension and it kind of worked its way um, a bit better. And it was just an, a great addition to it. I mean, Obviously, this is two sides to um, Arkham City, but this new Batman game, I mean, controversially, it's not um, by Rocksteady anymore, which is a bit of a shame. I mean, they yeah, produced two great games. They did produce two great games, but before they only really made Urban Chaos. Oh, right. So they, <laughs> they weren't an established studio, so uh, there's an opportunity for new people to just come on board, take it, and go, look, this is absolutely the most amazing thing ever. But Urban Chaos, um, I mean, you should really check out some videos. I mean, I quite like the look of it, but I don't think it was really a high-profile game. Yeah, that's, I just remember the name, but I can't really imagine what it looked like. Again. Yeah, I never played it. I just always remember it, seeing it in the bargain bin at like, the local game shop. Flipping and I it. thought, you know what, I'm not even going to touch that. 
But then, like, they made Arkham Asylum, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, this is just amazing. I mean, they're a British studio as well. So. Excellent. Well, yeah. I, I mean, the only other bit of information I've heard is um, it falls into the, I think it's the Silver Age um, comics. So it might be a prequel. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I put this Arkham Asylum thing on there because I have no idea about Batman, but you do. So you need to explain to me what the Silver Age is. <laughs> Look, um, no, my, my experience of Batman is... is um... Oh, that's a phone. That's a phone. Sorry, Chris. Oh, God. Darling, what are you doing on the phone? I'm calling Sean. I want to see if he is doing well on his podcast. Well, stop that. Correlations trees on in just a second. Okay, I can't wait to see what happens to Full Metro this time. That's EastEnders, you prats. So basically, the phone call that Sean had, I don't know if he answered it or not, uh, that interrupted a little bit of the podcast. Now we're back on, and we're going to be talking about the Batman still. We're still talking about the uh, Silver Age, because he was going to tell me about what the Silver Age is of Batman. See, the sad thing is, I'm not even that experienced in what the Silver Age is. I just read it and said, oh, this looks cool. I did a bit of research and um, only found out it's uh, it's about Batman and Joker's kind of close relationship. We're probably going to get some hate if I'm completely wrong about this, Chris. It's fine. It's fine. Let, <laughs> okay. them, let them hate. Hate let is going to hate. Let them hate us all. But you no, know, it's, it's, it's basically going to hopefully... Uh, be a prequel to what we know as um, Arkham Asylum. So, I mean, I was trying to think, how else could they kind of expand from um, the Arkham City world that we've just played through and recently c completed? Um, I mean, would they have expanded on the actual city being even bigger? Um, and what they've done now, if it's going to happen, being a prequel, um, they could take it anywhere they want and not have to worry about um, us trying to think, oh, expansion, what can they do? So, yeah, it might not even be uh, free roaming for all we know. Which I don't know if it would work or not. I'll tell you what I would love. This is something that I'd always wanted of a Batman game, but I'm going to come across as a real hypocrite. Okay. I want a Batman game set around the entire Gotham City where you're actually completing not just the major task, but you're also going against the small villains and things. Uh, it kind of works like a kind of, you know, you see like that you're walking around, you see the bat signal, and you're like, oh, I've got, I've got to go and accept this mission from Commissioner Gordon. And then you go and do it. Okay, so um, if you can relate that to another game, I what mean, would you say that's a bit similar to? It's a bit like Arkham City. <laughs> so, so, so you've basically recreated Arkham City? Basically, recreate Arkham City, make it bigger, and then my whole argument for wanting smaller corridors and more, you know, focus on smaller areas is completely void. As oh. long as we get to go around Arkham City, uh, no, no, yeah, not Arkham City, go around Gotham City. But I want I want there to be actual pedestrians okay. there. I want people to be like, um, I want it to be so that you have to kind of keep this kind of sneaky skill level and not be you know covered by normal people as well. So I mean, the Spider-Man games had pedestrians. Would you have you played any of them? Would you say it's along those lines? Spider-Man Two is one of my favorite um, superhero films, uh, superhero games. Okay, it really that's... is. I mean the swinging. Um, this this that was the whole thing. There was like one element to it that just made it amazing. It was the swinging. Yes. And they've not done that in any of the newest Spider-Man games. It's insane. It's it's insane. It just doesn't make any sense to me that they've got they've they've pretty much like perfected it in Spider-Man Two, and then in the others they're like, no, we're not going to bother using this kind of same technology for the other ones. We'll <laughs> we'll create it so that 
you know, you swing from anything. So you could be in, like, Central Park, and you're still swinging around like some lunatic. Maybe it's, like, attaching to some local pigeons, or it's, like, attaching <laughs> to helicopters. Fine. You know, that's... It's just it's just bizarre. I mean, Spider-Man 2 had this thing where the webs actually had um, some sort of presence in the game. So you could only swing if there was something for the web to actually cling onto. Yes. And you had, um... you had the two... The two swingy things, so you had like each left and left and right trigger controlled his left and right hands. Oh right! Do you remember that? So you you could like, I mean that was the advanced one. You could just have it so it was just one trigger controlled it, but you could have it so that you could actually do all these different things with left and right hands. It was amazing. Um, I probably should come to that again because I'm moving on from Batman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about Spider Man all day. Uh, yeah, and... no, no, let's let's make that a different thing. Maybe, maybe we could like have a. Uh, I think one of our new uh, features could actually benefit from these kind of superhero talks. So, should we move on to the next news subject? Yes. Uh, what have you got next on the well, January? I've, uh, I've got Take Two requires the WWE license. Oh goodness me! Okay, Take Two is pretty pretty cool, but. THQ, I'm always going to have love for them and it's a shame really that uh, if you haven't heard from latest news that they've um, would you say bankrupt or what's the word they used they're gone (laughs) that's pretty much it (laughs) Um, yeah I mean it is a horrible shame because in the past year they've released some uh, quite uh, interesting games, WWE 13 itself was actually one of my favourite wrestling games for years um, then they also got Darksiders 2, Saints Row 3. Um, they they have done some cracking work over the last year, but I guess maybe their debts have kind of ca- caught up with them. It's a shame, really, because I didn't f- see them doing too badly. I mean, was it really that bad on their end with the games, sales and stuff like that that did this to them? I don't know. All I know is that Darksiders 2, on like a few weeks after release, you could pick it up for 20 quid, you know? Re- really? Yeah, it's like... Ten pounds, brand new on the on the uh, PlayStation Store. So you can go on the PlayStation Store, pick it up for a tenner. Wow. Um, what would you say your best, apart from WW13? What was your other favourite THQ game? Uh, I really liked Saints Row Three. I did buy it at launch, and I played it for about four hours, and then didn't play it again. I've still got it, but really? it's just it's one of those games where I really want to come back to it. I even bought it again on the PC. So oh, I own two copies of it, but I don't play it. You you try to single-handedly keep THQ going by buying another copy. I've got two copies of Darksiders 2 as well. You literally are THQ's saviour, almost. I haven't, I haven't played anything of Darksiders 2. I just oh. heard all these amazing like critic reviews saying, oh yeah, it's really good, better than first. Enjoyed the first, it wasn't that great, and I got a bit stuck on a stupid piece of it. But I got Dark Souls 2 on the PS3, and then when the Wii U came out, I thought, hey, I'm going to get the Wii U version and compare them, you know, in like a geeky kind of fashion. <laughs> and it never happened. I didn't play any of them. They're like, the Wii one is still sealed, and the PlayStation one is still sealed. Oh, man. Did you yeah. ever get a chance to play, like, Red Faction? Yeah, I played the first one. Okay. Uh, well, the first no, one being well, the, no, no, the no, original. No. I did play the original Red Faction on the PlayStation 2, but I also played the... Was it Gorilla? it was called? Yeah, yes, that's uh, the second to the last one. The one set on Mars, the free roaming one. Yeah, that was fun. I really that... enjoyed using the hammer. Uh, I think Red Faction in general, just the whole fact that you can have complete destructibility. 
Yeah, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> this, this, yeah, this, this irritates me. Yeah. So I got like Red Faction one on the whole kind of thought that oh wow you can blast through walls you can destroy everything, yeah. Yeah. No, you got like seven shots <laughs> with like the rocket launcher blowing up the buildings and so blowing up the walls and then you just made a hole in the wall. That's all you've done. You haven't done nothing. And it's really, it wound me up when I was younger. I was like, this isn't what I paid for. I wanted to destroy everything. And (laughs) the new one, I mean, uh, Gorilla kind of redeemed itself because it's like just so much fun watching these buildings just implode on themselves with the hammer. You know, and uh, I I used to blow things up with Red Faction Gorilla with the actual grenades. Okay, yeah. So that was okay, but there was nothing like going actually into the building and just smashing the walls down with a hammer. It took longer, but it was an achievement. Is that your after-work stress release kind of uh, feel, would you say? a little bit. I mean, which, you know, we're kind of sidetracking again. The WWE license has been taken over by Take-Two. Yes. And... The thing that I think about it is that um, last year was the best WWE 13 game I've played for a while. I'm hoping um, that they're going to be recreating that with the new games. But the thing is that Take-Two, Take-Two is a bit more, uh, 2K Sports is a bit more, let's say, realistic, more yes. simulating based, are they? Um, I would say so. Yeah, but- I mean, that's 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 what I want to see. I want to see a wrestling game that's actually a bit more realistic. I mean, it's really arcadey. It's fun, you know, but I really want to see kind of like this whole focus on injuries as well. Because, I mean, yeah, you know, you, you can damage a person's head and what happens? Oh, he walks around with his hand and he's head going, oh, oh, you know. <laughs> but I want to make it so that, you know, you actually feel that you're actually doing some damage and you're actually progressing towards a submission rather than just beating the crap out of them until you you know you eventually win. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of the the series, but I haven't really picked up the the latest one. And I always thought um that kind of did come across sometimes. I mean, when they first introduced the uh, first blood um kind of matches when you can actually make someone bleed from their forehead, that was uh it was a, it was very um it was very game breaking because it was like wow, this guy's about to you could literally just pass out now. We can all go straight for the pin and um, since then, they're just brought into submissions a bit more of it, and it's like, yeah, the, the body's getting weaker, but nothing as close to what you're kind of saying, where it actually changes your character dramatically. Um, I mean, if I mean anyone that's probably listening to this would probably say, oh, these guys need to probably pick up a UFC game. I mean, that's where the real sport is, and if you want to see limb damage and um, everyone really getting tired and working on certain people's parts of the bodies, it, that's probably where it is. But well, we, we know what we we love our WWE. We know it's fake. We know it's fun, um, and it's part of the showmanship as well. We just want to, you know, have a more deeper kind of wrestling experience. And um, maybe uh, Take Two might be the guys that could probably push it out a bit further. Who knows? I mean, are they just going to pick up the license and just continue the franchise of how we know it and just bring out another new game every year with a few tweaks to the roster, a few tweaks to the to the matches, to the characters. Or we're going to do something completely different. It's com- I don't know. It's got- I'm interested to see what's happening with Take Two on this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, hopefully we can see something from it later this year. Because apparently they're still working on WWE 14. So that is probably going to be the same as WWE 13. Uh, but the one after that, that is probably when Take Two will really get some control and development. 
So perhaps uh, E3 next year, then perhaps yeah. we might see something. Yeah, yeah, seems like that. Uh, okay, excellent. Seems like the next news piece, final bit of news piece, is Rayman being delayed on the Wii U. I thought Rayman was really out on the Wii U. No, no, it's not out. It's not out. It got... This This is the thing. I When I pre-ordered my Wii U, Rayman was scheduled to be a launch title. Uh, That's November right. the 30th. Okay? Yeah. It got delayed to February the 23rd, I think. This Ooh. coming Wednesday, this coming Friday, I think it was supposed to come out. Ah, uh, right. Or See, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the, the Wii, and I played it at um, Eurogamer, and I thought, yeah, this is, this is great. It's obviously going to be out on launch, but did they mention why it's not out? I mean, it's not one of the hardest games, I guess, to kind Rain, of write Rayman. Uh, no, basically what they've done is they've created... Uh, they're going to be cre- creating a port for the 360 and the PS3 versions, and in order to effectively you know, handle their marketing campaign and their marketing budget, they're going to be delaying the Wii U version, which is already done. Oh, wow. Is this the same Rayman that's already out on... Uh... The PlayStation. No, 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 no. This is a sequel. This was a sequel. Ah, right. Rayman okay. Origins. This is cool. No, Rayman Origins was the original, and this one's called Rayman Legends. It's a completely different game. Ah, right. I'm follow. I follow. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, have you played Rayman Origins? I played on a Vita. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And it was. I think it's the very first. Is it, is it the game that they used only the artwork for as part of the background on the characters and all the animation? There's a uh, Ubisoft Art Studios or something connected to that. Um, they did all the, the design for it, and I think it's the first game to use just art from the the developers or the, the makers. And it was pretty beautiful, if that's the same one I'm thinking of on the Vita. It is an amazing-looking game. So yes. if it is, yeah, excellent, great. Ex- yeah, thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, this one looks even better, man. Um, I mean, I had a go on the demo, and it's really, really good, and they've... Uh, there's a few like levels where there's musical levels. Okay. So, yes. Uh, it's not just like oh, there's a platform game. These are like kind of you've got to go through the actual level and it'll play music. So one of them is like uh, what's it? What's it? Is it? Who is the people that sang uh, Black Bay? Oh. You know, right. well, Black Bay, bow, bow, that. That. that yes, 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 yes. I know that, but I don't remember the artist. Uh, uh, let's just say. Um, I don't know who who who. Oh, anyway, it's fine. It doesn't matter. We're not plugging them. <laughs> so you know they can sue us later for my little kind of little ditty I just sang. But um, no, you go through the level, and as you like, but uh, as these cannonballs are coming towards you, it goes down, you know, down, 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 like that. It's really good. So it's kind of like a rhythm action game. Ah, right, right. But Is this from it, the demo that you said you played, or the actual game? It's from the demo. Flipping it! I think I saw. I think you posted a video about that. Yeah, it is. Oh, it was looked yeah. so awesome. I thought that game was out. I was looking to purchase like, it. It's it's Bit Trip Runner. Have you played Bit Trip Runner? No, I've Have never heard? heard of it. Oh, you should you should play. It. It's really good. Um, but yeah, I will I will post a link to that to you later. Also, listeners, if you haven't played Bit Trip Runner, play that. That's fun. Bit Trip Runner Two comes out soon. Uh, and uh, there we go. Little plug there because I really want to see it succeed. <laughs> <laughs> what console would we see Bitrip Runner on? Bitrip Runner is on the PC and the DS and the Wii. It's on... I don't know. I don't think it's on the PlayStation 3. Ooh. I know Bitrip Runner 2 is coming out soon for PC and the Wii U. Okay, cool, cool. But um, uh, what, 
is it similar to Rayman uh, Origins? Or? No, not similar. It's a uh, it's like Cannibal. Ah, right. Okay. So well, think, think Cannibal, but with um, in order to jump or go through buildings and things like that, you, you it plays music as you do it, but they're all scripted so that you have to do it at a certain time and it plays like a track. Excellent. Yeah, okay, it's, good. Cool. it's good, it's good. But um, my thought about Rayman is that, you know, as it's released, I would, yeah, and they want to spend their marketing budget wisely. I mean, I can understand that. I mean, I come from a publisher and, you know, it's really important that you kind of knock it right out of the park on the, as, as soon as it comes out. You know, you can't just leave it there and hope oh it's hope it sells without doing any work on it you know that's that's the problem they have with the wii u yeah. now the, the thing is uh the argument could be said that they've already done all of their like marketing because of this this whole kind of mess that's been made from it <laughs> so it's like this is negative feedback people are saying hey look we want this and they can go hey you know what you've, you've asked for it you know, you've built up this marketing thing. All these websites have been covering it. Let's, let's just give it out to you. Um, you know, I mean, that's that's the amazing marketing plan, and it costs them absolutely nothing. The, that we, the, I'm not sold with the Wii U still, Chris. It's they've they've brought it out too early, unfortunately. If they're going to try and survive, um, they've pushed all their, they've played all their cards. I mean, you, I mean, you've got the Wii U, right? Don't you? Yeah, I mean, out of I mean, what do you love about it? Um, I mean, I don't know. I just like having new machines to play on. <laughs> I was really looking forward to playing uh, Scribblenauts Unlimited and Rayman, but then they got delayed, and I haven't played any of them. So, what, what have you got for the Wii U? Well, I've got New Super Mario Brothers U, which you know I really enjoyed, better than the Mario Brothers Wii version, and better than that abysmal New Super Mario Brothers Two on the. Uh, on the 3DS, oh god! <laughs> so the one on the Wii used the uh, five-player one, right? Isn't it? Four-player. They're all four-player, except the DS ones. All oh, right. I thought the the actual what's that? Oh no, 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 there is. Yeah, it's five-player. You can play like four players on the screen, and one player can just like fuck up everyone else's day. <laughs> I mean, I've look, placed... this is this is the thing. I mean, it's hilarious. I was playing it with my little sister, and we were playing like uh, she was playing on the screen, uh, and I'd be like sneakily trying to ruin her day by just placing bricks where they shouldn't be. So she'd be trying to jump over a gap, so I'll place a brick just above the gap and she's hit her head and fall down. Oh no. <laughs> and it just became this kind of competition as to who could actually um, who could like kill the other one first. See, that's that's interesting because the way I was sold that game was, hey, you can you can help the others by placing you know platforms to help them if they miss a gap, but you that... seem to have uh, abused that and seem to hurt the other person no no it's amazing i mean i'll tell you what it would have been great if they could create a game mode that was exclusively for um this kind of sabotage mode as it were and you'd you'd have you'd have like kind of blocks and you'd have like a certain number of blocks that you could put down and you've got a whole level to kind of try and ruin everything i mean i would love that i would love a mode like that just a nice bit of competitive gaming and it would really use the wii u um pad Wow, that's pretty cool, actually, having a Mario competitive, other than just the Olympic sports. Yeah. But that, that's 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 my thoughts on that. And, I mean, Rayman being delayed in the Wii U, I'd love to play it, but not going to happen, I think, is it, until September? 
Is that how long we're looking to see that? Yeah, I mean, they're going to be releasing some challenge modes for the Wii U, but the part of me thinks, well, if I start playing the challenge modes, now, will they transfer over to the full game? Or, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. So, September. Yeah, September. Okay, right, so now we've done the news, shall we talk about what we are playing? Yes, do you want me to go first? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Um, I've I've been playing a couple games this week. Um, as we said earlier, Aliens being one of them. I'll probably start with that. Um, it took me about six hours to complete on an average difficulty setting, and it really is um, it's really a shame. It's one of the first games that uh, I've looked forward to playing a cooperative because it's it's got a cooperative mode in it um, just through the campaign. The same missions. Um, you can have four players. Which sounds cool. I mean, if you picked up Halo or any other games, playing four players just makes it just that bit more uh, more fun. But not in a survival horror. I mean, there's four of you, and then there's normally two AI that's always around. So that's basically six of you guys, you know, storming the corridors, and it kind of takes away from the whole horror aspect. And those moments that you need to jump out of your skin is kind of, you know, taken away. The atmospheric is not scary anymore. And... Just you going around with a shotgun was deadly enough, and six of you, including the two AI, kind of takes away from that. So, apart from that, the multiplayer is the other thing that brought me um, brought me some happiness from Colonial Marines. Um, it's it's one of those games where um, it's always you versus the Marines or the aliens uh, trying to work together, and it's it's interesting. But like you said earlier, it's like Left for Dead. Um, until that, I thought it was actually unique until you, you mentioned it, so it's kind of changed my opinion a bit. Um, it's a shame, though, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I was hopefully looking forward to something great after it's been pushed back so many times. Um, so that's basically Aliens I've been playing. Um, and I recently just finished, um, which a lot of you might probably say boo about, um, The Walking Dead um, on the XBLA. Uh, okay, don't don't share anything. I won't share. No, no everyone. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to ruin anyone's experience. But um, I was a bit skeptical at first when it first came out. I think it was just about last summer because I, I was looking at the price of it and I was like, yeah, it's good. And then hearing that there's other episodes, I just I'm one of those guys that would kind of hold back and wait to like a collection or it's come out on disc. Um, but then American VGA Awards came on and um, Telltale Games, the, the guys who made it, um, won Best Game of the Year, I think it was. And a few weeks after that, just before Christmas, um, all the episodes of The Walking Dead uh, were on promotion, half price. So you could pick up the first one for free and all the other episodes for about 800 points altogether, which is pretty cool. So I just sat down there for all of um, last, last month, because it took me about a month to play it on and off. Um, yeah, I've, if you want to see a grown man cry... Um, yeah, it's a great game. It's good, straight, good storytelling. Um, just like the series that you could probably watch on TV, you kind of learn to love characters and then you see them in other lights and alliances. And uh, all your cho- the best thing is the choices that you can make. Kind of, well, you would say they would make a big difference. Um, I mean, me and you kind of agree that even though you get to the end, the choices aren't, they don't change your experience, but it's good to see that the game has tried to let you see that every uh, action has a reaction and its consequences, and it's pretty beautiful. And um, yeah, that's me. That's, that's the last two games I've just recently played. Um, yeah. How about yourself, Mister Cleveland? Well, what I want to find out is: um, Are you going to be buying the Walking Dead, the next Walking Dead series of games, on release so that you can experience it as it should be, like a monthly event? 
Yeah, uh, I was thinking me... about. I was thinking about that. This is this because look, you know, I played Walking Dead as a monthly event, and it was one of those amazing pieces where I was just really looking forward to what would happen next. And I had to wait, and it was kind of driving me mad. I really wanted to like say, "Oh, what happened to Clementine?" Oh. But <laughs> I just had to just sit there and wait, and I even waited even longer because I had the PlayStation version, which kept getting delayed. Oh, really? <laughs> So, oh, wow. so yeah, no, I was like, these Xbox people, they get to play the game before me. I should have bought it on the Xbox. <laughs> but uh, instead, I um, I just waited a bit more longer and tried to avoid the internet those weeks when I didn't get it on time. I mean, I, I think I would think about getting it on launch, but like you said, um, the wait is what's, what's going to drive me a bit crazy. So it's, it's either wait and see if you can get them all together so you don't have that gap in between the two episodes, or, you know, play it like everyone else. I mean, they've grabbed a few new uh, fans as well now from its success. So there's going to be a lot more people that's going to be uh, on this bandwagon, which yeah. is good. So, yeah, I'm, I might do it on, um, on launch. I mean, I'm, I'm just happy to hear that they're in production with, an, uh, a, is it season two, they'll call it? Yeah, a season two. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully it's just, just going to stick closely to Clementine. I've heard it's a... A few good years after, so... Yep, but, you know, don't reveal anything else, it's fine. Yes, no more, no more. Keep quiet, shut Uh, up! I think I've said too much, Chris. Yeah, (laughs) fine. Uh, Right, so basically, that's pretty much all the news and what we're playing. I don't think I said what I was playing, anyway. What have you been playing? I've been playing Skylanders. How have you found out? Is this the original or the the, Uh, the new one? Giants. And I thought, you know what? I've got some points in my uh, game.co.uk account. I thought, oh, I'll risk it. For like 15 quid, I think, I spent out my own real money. <laughs> you know? Uh, so I got it for the Wii U. And it's actually not that bad. I mean, when it first was first announced, I got really quite angry about at it. I was like, oh, God, you know, they're really capitalising on the whole thing. This thieving gets... They're just, they're just trying to find a way to just take more money from people, and I, I got quite upset. Um, but actually playing it, it's actually not a bad game. And it's one of those games where, you know, you have an element of, um, like, game design going on, where you're actually kind of... You you, you know, like, a halfway through a game, you pretty much feel that you've learned everything, yeah? Yep this one there's something that kind of kept changing every now and again and it felt like i had to actually keep trying to like adjust how i was playing and i really like that in games i don't like being told oh you know let's introduce you to like a tutorial and then just as you carry on going that's it it's fine you know what you need to know just get on with it i mean um super mario world 2 uh, yoshi's island is amazing at doing that because every level feels like it's actually different okay yeah but no, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. I've what else have I been trying to play? No, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I've just been trying to play some Skylanders and obviously just doing some of the work on testing games that are working for my own company. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 been an interesting week in terms of releases. Um, do you want to? Maybe we should save that for the next piece. Yeah, yeah, we've got another piece. Sure, this piece. is this is going terribly wrong. I want to have someone next to me say, hey, you know, he's not supposed to be covering that, but yeah, wait a little bit longer, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling, Chris. Um, well, basically, what the next piece is going to be about is uh, a area that's, well, a feature we call Pitch Fever. 
And this was kind of a attempt at creating some sort of competition between me and Sean. Okay. So what's going to happen is we're going to have a kind of um, ideas that we have to come up and kind of create video games based on. Okay. Okay. That sounds yeah. cool. So, Sean, you know, can you, like, name any of the ideas that we've actually got already here? In terms of for the pitch, yeah? Yeah, for the pitch. So, I mean, we have, I sent this to you thinking, hey, you know, I can come up with, you know, you're going to actually tell me which ones you want to do, but you didn't. You just kind of sent me an email and, yeah. Okay. Um... <laughs> so, it's, so, I'm fine with any of these. You can choose whichever one you want, but I have one super special secret one I've I've held back and I only just thought about. Okay. So, um, so it's like you know that you know. So you decide on these four, or you go for my secret special one. Ooh, I'm I'm liking the idea of the you know the first person game. That does not actually. You need to t you need to tell everyone what it's about. Okay. Because um, no one knows. You know, they're just listening to our voices. <laughs> okay. Um. Just describe what it's actually about, yeah? Yeah, just just read it. Okay. The first person game where the player does not participate in violence. Um, well, do you want me to read it out? That's fine. I'll um, it out. Look, um, basically, the, the, the whole thing is, look, I, I've come up with a feature, like a kind of genre, and we've got to create a game from that. So the first first option is a first person game where the player does not participate in violence. The second one is a game about cats. The third one is a rhythm action game based on an unusual musical instrument, similar to Guitar Hero. And the fourth one is a game based on a movie. And I've got a secret special one which you can choose to uh, take or not. Now, the problem with this super special one is if you want me to reveal it to you before making your choice, yeah? Yeah. You can't choose the others. Ooh, that's such a wild card. It's a wild card. Would I get to hear about it, even if yes, I choose yeah. one of the original four? Yeah, you will hear it. And it may even appear later on, but not making any promises. See, I'm very tempted with the, with the cats as well. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's not been done before really well. I mean, you there's know what? A, there is an iPad app where there's a cat jumping on the trampoline. And that's the whole game. Really? That's the whole game. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be AAA standards. It could be an iPod Touch game, or it could be, you know, retro-style game. I think game. I'm, I'm going to do what the listeners want to hear and, you know, go for that wild card. Chris, tell me, what is the secret special one? A secret special one is a video game based on a superhero character. Oh, get in. Lovely. Yeah, I'm a bit of a... I'm a bit <laughs> of a disadvantage here. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. I just feel I just feel that I don't know enough about superheroes. My superhero knowledge is limited to Batman and Robin. No, that's <laughs> that's just just DC. How about any Marvel? You know, it is a bigger. Yeah, I've listened to. I watched all of the films, but I've never played any. I've never read any of the comics. I've got a huge list of comics. I think I showed you it, but I don't. I still haven't read any of them. Oh flip! So I might have to start researching like Swamp Thing because I've got Swamp Thing, Joker, Superman. Uh, I have um, been reading Animal Man. Okay. The new one, the new DC Fifty Two. It's really good. Really good. <laughs> you should You're... give that a try. Are you a DC guy? Would you say? No, I've got Marvels as well, but a lot of it is DC because I wanted to collect the DC Fifty Two. Ah, because right. Because I thought, you know, start fresh. 
Cool. Well, um, I so, think I have the advantage here. You do. Can I ask? This is this is a question. Is um, is the definition of superhero just someone who's like? Did they have to have a superpower? Um, because I, I mean, mean, Batman is isn't superpower. Iron no. Man. I is Iron Man a superhero or is he just a man in a giant suit? Uh, it it really depends because he develops something a bit later on, which is actually supposed to be in the new film. Really? Which, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. He used to be like Batman, where he just used to be rich and really uh. smart and had a giant suit, and yeah, he's kind of taken it a bit too far now. Okay, cool. Don't reveal anything. So no. we're going to be doing a. Well, we need to organise when we're going to be filming the next. Uh, well, recording the next podcast. So uh, we will talk about it later, and maybe I'll update it on a blog post or something. Excellent. Uh, but what we're going to be doing is you will have a certain amount of time to tell us what the game's about, need to discuss its selling points, and you also need to give it a name as well. Quick question. Yes. It has to be a superhero that doesn't exist, or do we have to create them, or can we use one that's ready made? Let's have one that doesn't exist. So, so you've completely... got to create his powers as well. <laughs> this you know, is going to be interesting, so, actually. Yeah, you've got to create the superhero. You've got to create his superhero superpowers name. Okay? From scratch. From scratch. Everything. Oh, it can't be that bad on your end, then. You could just, yeah. if you're making a superhero, you can yeah. have yourself, for, yeah. for example. No, we're not going to go that far, I don't think. Uh, I'm just gonna. But what? The next time we hear about this superhero thing, you're just gonna be like, "Hey, look, this is this is Super Sean. <laughs> uh, he can spit fire." Yes. Um, so basically, what's gonna happen is, Sean, you have full use to create any doodles you want. Okay, you can create anything, anything you want to support your argument for a superhero game. So if you have any doodles, send them over to me and we can use it for the next podcast. Or we can, you know, put them on the blog and everything. Okay, cool. Okay, and I'll do the same. I'm terrible at drawing, so... It'll <laughs> just be little <laughs> stick men with giant S's on the front, I don't know. <laughs> right. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm, I think I am too. <laughs> right, okay, so the next topic we have is the games that are out this week. I think, do am I correct in thinking that it's Metal Gear Solid uh, Rising Revengeance? Yes, that is and, uh, the, the, the triple-barreled, or quadruple-barreled name, which yeah. is, yeah, no, it as is, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Yeah, and Crisis Free. Yes, both released on the 22nd of February. Hmm. So are you actually a fan of any of these games? I am actually a fan of both of these, but I'll be only picking up one. Um, Metal Gear Rising is well, Metal Gear in general is something I've grown up with, so my my favourite would be just that game for now. Uh, Crisis Free, I'll be picking up because um, I'm a fan of the previous two games. Um, just last week, just Valentine's Day, just gone, um, Gamespot had a event down at the IMAX in Waterloo in London. Um, and it literally was a live stream of um, some new features for the game, as well as a tournament that we participated in against each other, as well as um, the developer team. Um, there was a prize to go to, I think it's Berlin, where uh, Crytek are situated. Um, unfortunately, I came fifth, and I had to be in the top four. 
but yeah, we got to see uh, Crisis Free um, on a big giant screen. If anyone of any of you have been to the IMAX uh, to see a video game game being played um, on that screen, it was beautiful. Um, so just seeing just that game um, at that time was enough for me to be able to you know put it off for another few weeks um, and you know put my teeth into Metal Gear, which should uh, be just as great as every other out in its head leading up to this point. Are you are you not just bitter that you came fifth? I am really bitter I came fifth. I mean, <laughs> I could have done with a nice little trip down to the studio, but you know what? The better man won it, so yeah. Probably played a demo of it. I mean, it was literally the same port from the beta that was available on consoles, so if you had a chance to play the beta, it was the same one that we had at the event. So either way, it's good. We got to try the, uh, the hunter mode, uh, which was uh, two augmented... Uh, what you call them, uh, nanosuit soldiers basically trying to kill a group of marines and every time one of them got killed they would join the hunters team. It's basically like a survival thing. Um, just little game modes like that I'm looking forward to having a go on when I get a chance to play it. Um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Excellent. And Metal Gear Rising? Ooh, that's, that's interesting. I've actually tried to stay away from any kind of spoilers um, and any kind of previews from that game in general. Um, because one thing, if you follow any of the Metal Gear Solid games, um, you really don't want the story kind of spot for you. So um, all I've played is a demo from last year's Eurogamer event and the demo, the same demo they put on uh, the marketplace on Xbox and PS3 in early February, late January. So yeah, if you had a chance to play it, it literally is the opening. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think I pre-ordered a special tin and a DLC costume character for from the previous Metal Gear Solid. So, yeah, it's going to be good. Cool. Excellent. Uh, do you want to know what I think about these? Oh, please be positive, Chris. <laughs> I can't be positive. Oh, no. I'll tell you what. Look, Crisis. I, I haven't played Crisis 1. Yeah. It was one of those kind of benchmark things. It was like, hey, you need a super-powered nuclear reactor to run this game. I was like, no, I don't I don't have a, I don't have that money to build that PC. So I gave up. Um, Crisis 2, I rented it, and I, I just I just couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into it. Okay. I have I have it for free on PlayStation Plus. I'm thinking about revisiting it. Cool. So um, I'm going to go through again. I mean, yeah, I, I just didn't really enjoy Crisis 2, and I really struggled with it. But Was it... Well, what about it that you didn't really, you know... Well, have... there's this whole kind of, like, emphasis on a bit of stealth, isn't there? Okay. Well, yeah. Um, and it's... I, I, I'm not very good at stealth games. Well, they let you have a different way of playing it. They, I mean, if you get a chance to replay it, every mission has three ways of doing it. They show you three different objectives. You can either do it the stealthy way, which I guess is the one that you don't really favour, um, but you can just go all guns blazing. I mean, that nano suit's got an armour ability as well, just in case you want to, you know, go head to head with these guys. It's probably worth a free pick up again if you've got it still. Yeah, well, I've got it forever because of PlayStation Plus. So. Forever. Yeah. I've, oh God, I, I am amazed at how much stuff I've got on that. But the um, Metal Gear Rising, I'll tell you what, I think I may pick it up this weekend anyway. Awesome. Basically, well, awesome. The, the thing is, I don't like Metal Gear because I don't like stealth. You know, okay. I don't like stealth. And I've played Metal Gear Solid 4. One of my friends tried to uh, get me to play it, and what happened is... I just, I just could not get my head around that people couldn't see me at certain points. I don't know why. I think maybe my mind is absolutely broken from that kind of whole mechanic. 
so it's it's just any game that has stealth. I mean, Batman is arcadey stealth, and it, I always felt that I could actually control that. But Metal Gear Solid, it's really bizarre. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what happens. But the only thing that's making me want to get it is because of Platinum Games. Yes, Platinum you know. haven't really made a uh, a dodgy game, have they? No, I mean... they uh, they made Bayonetta, Vanquish. Um, they also made Anarchy Reigns, which I love. You know, it's I've been playing through that as well at the moment. It's really good, and uh, they're making Metal Gear Rising, and I'm also looking forward to their new game, Wonderful One Hundred One, on the Wii U, which is going to be exclusive. So, yeah, that'd be an interesting one, even though it's completely different to anything else they've made. Excellent. Tell me a bit, a bit more about that. I've never heard of this title before. Wonderful One Hundred One is about. It's like a kind of. I'll tell you what, I haven't really been paying attention to it because I want to kind of be surprised by it. Okay. Cool. So, from what I can gather, it's like a Pikmin battle game. Yeah? Yeah. It's brightly coloured, and I think it's all about, like, um, superheroes. There's oh. one. There's 100 superheroes, and I think, you know, I can't I can't quote me for this because I don't know what I'm doing. All, all, I, all I've seen is a few video clips, and I thought, sort of, I'm going to buy it anyway. It's Platinum Games. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason for me to not even, you know, look at anything. It's the same way as like Valve as well. I have that kind of thing and Double Fine too. Um, yes. So I think it's like you control 100 characters on the screen at the same time. All right. But you have they all have like different abilities and you can kind of like create like walls for them and everything. But it's um yeah, I don't think I can talk much about it because I don't know what it is. It, it does sound pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, yeah. There might be like listeners going, "Oh bloody hell! It doesn't actually. That's not actually what we do in the game." Oh, maybe put it in. <laughs> um, no, that's pretty much it. So that's the games out this week. Metal Gear Rising. I think me and Sean are going to both pick that up. And Crisis Free. Who I won't be picking up because I was a fan of it, and Sean won't be picking up because he was really bitter about the tournament. Yeah, I tell you what, if you if anyone is looking to get it or get it pre-ordered, um, you, apparently you get the first Crisis as a free download for I think the Xbox and maybe the PS3 version. So, yeah, if if you ever wanted to, you know, get the first one and not being able to have the PC to run it, um, I guess that's a very good selling point. I mean, oh, yeah. I would I would have bought it for that reason, but well, that's yeah. the reason I bought Alice. Okay. Yeah, and I thought, oh look, no, I've never played Alice on the PC. Bought that. Oh god, it didn't age very well. <laughs> yeah. Right. So basically, next piece. This is the ending. So those who have been listening to it from the very beginning, thank you for listening to us. And uh, we are going to be talking about one more thing, and then we leave. And don't we won't bother you again for a little while longer. Basically, the PlayStation event is happening tomorrow, which is uh, Wednesday, the twentieth of February. Yes, a big okay. Sony conference at, I think it might be 11pm, because um, it's in America, so I'll see if I can get any streams going. Yeah, there is. Uh, There's one going on computer and video games. UK. It's my evening sorted. Yeah, uh, there's one on computer and video games at 11pm. IGN.com, uh, I've got another one going at 10pm, which is like a kind of a coverage thing of them having a chat and probably giving their predictions. And... I really, really wanted to use PlayStation Home to watch it. 
<laughs> is that not allowed? No, 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 no. It's, it doesn't seem that they're actually advertising it. I think I watched one of the E3s like a while ago on the on PlayStation Home, and it was kind of really interesting because everyone was like, "Oh no, what, what?" You know, I think actually no, I didn't watch it. One of my friends did, and he's saying, "Oh no, they they started advertising the Wonder Book," you know. Oh yes, yeah. And they were like all these other people online going, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and it's just really interesting because you're kind of watching it as a community. Um, and like seeing what everyone else thinks about it, but the no, there's not doesn't seem to be any mention of it. No, and they haven't really told us what exactly. They've just shown us pictures of the previous PlayStations and alludes to the PlayStation symbols. So we're all assuming it's going to be probably announcement of the PS4. But what would you do if it was might be the Wonder Book Two or the Vita Slim? Well. I might just end it here now, right now, Sean. Oh, no, the end of the world. That's Sony know it. Yeah. But, no, I mean, uh, do you have any predictions for what it would be? I mean, I'm like, I'm, not a, I'm, a, I'm a hardcore Sony guy, but I really hope it is the PS4. I mean, it's getting a bit dry out there now. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the PlayStation 4. It's not confirmed. I mean, no, maybe no. it's an announcement for an announcement. For no. 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 No, it's not. It's going to be the PlayStation 4. There's... There's all of these like um, you know pictures about the Orbis control pads and all these other things leading to the PlayStation Four and you know it's got it's got to be that you know. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm hoping so. If they if it isn't, I, I would be the one guy to stand up and you know cheer Sony for having such a spectacle and having us going. But yeah, it's going to be the PS4. Yeah. It has to be the PS4. So do you have any like thoughts about what would actually be said in this announcement? I'm I'm hoping that they bring it out straight away and the whole conference would be about what it might have but if so that means E3 in June would kind of be the same thing again which makes me believe that maybe the conference is just going to be a few things about Sony and then at the end they might say and here is the PS4 and then just end it mm. I don't know yourself I don't know I mean, I'll tell you what I'd love to see I'd love to see um... this is kind of my predictions for the the next generation of consoles more so than uh, what I think is actually going to happen. I mean, what what I want to know, what I want to see that consoles do that PC gamers already have, and they've had for years, you know, but console gamers haven't had it, is mod, you know, mods. You know, yeah. there's there's a, like a strong community on the game that I work on uh, where there's like mods coming out all the time. I mean, these are mods like just, just the fact of having snow in the game that didn't have snow. I mean, it's just... It's insane. It's amazing that people can kind of create this kind of content and keep the game alive. And it's only been done on one game that I can remember for the consoles. What game was that? Unreal Tournament 3 for the PlayStation 3. What mod was that? You could put PC mods on there. Really? Yeah, it's amazing. It's um, basically you you load up like a... Um, you load up like a kind of USB card. You've got to have a... I think basically the the mothers who actually do it have to create it so the PlayStation can read it. And okay. Unreal Tournament. The Epic guys at Epic kind of made it so that this was capable. It wasn't capable on the 360, but on the PlayStation One, uh, you could. Yeah, there's like ones where there's like 2D side scrolling shoot 'em ups, and you know it was great fun. New maps and everything. I mean, there was a Simpsons map that I, I downloaded, and you can run around in the Simpsons house, you know, shooting everyone, wow. and that. Just never caught on, and I wonder why. You know, maybe it was a bit too hard to code. I mean, who knows? I mean, if anyone's listening who doesn't know what mods are, it's literally DLC. 
and I think literally um, we would pay. They would find a way of making us pay if there was some kind of way, unlike the PC where everything's always free um, in terms of uh, mods. So maybe they will find a way of making it, and we'll sort of probably have to end up buying it because, like, costume packs and stuff like that on consoles, we all pay for extra maps. We all pay for um, game modes and all the stuff. We all kind of pay for. Whereas on the PC, uh, it's all kind of free. So yeah, I'd love to see that on next-gen related consoles. Yeah, but other than that, I don't think I really have any announcements other than they're going to reveal maybe a couple of games. Uh, they'll show some wa- they will show some water effects in their presentation. How about the uh, the famous Sony ducks that we always see? Uh, I don't know what you mean. Uh, I think I think it's yeah. I'm sure it's Sony. They always have this water effect and they put them put all these ducks and see how many ducks you can fit on a game if I did kind of, you know. <laughs> well, it's, that's one way to spend your time. <laughs> you know. <laughs> hey, hey, what are you doing? I was putting loads of ducks in the water. Why, why, why are you doing that? Ah, oh, it's because we can. Only last last five years ago, we could only put two ducks in one water. Now we can put seven in one water. <laughs> but that's what they do. Oh, <laughs> nah, I mean, that's the only way they kind of show off sometimes what they can do before okay. going into the proper detail of the console. But I don't think they're going to go into detail probably until um, E3 later on this year. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Right, so that's the predictions. My prediction is modifications of to, of uh, the games, and Sean's prediction is ducks and water. It's, yeah. So, right, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Okay? I'd probably be proven wrong. Ducks and water, great, great idea. I might even yes. make a game on that. Excellent. Um, there is one. There is one. What is it? Hydro Blast. Something on the PlayStation 3. You need to check it out. It's on the PlayStation Network. <laughs> Ducks I of need, Water. I need, to, I need to get a working PS3 to check out all the stuff. Oh, you lunatic. Oh, I love the 360 and you love the PS3. We're very opposite ends of this pond. No ducks puns related, please. I'm going to post some duck po- pictures on your Twitter account. <laughs> Uh, right, anyway, that's pretty much it. So, thank you for listening. We're going to be releasing another podcast maybe next week, depending on how tired we're going to be over the coming week of uh, doing stuff for gaming stuffs. Yeah, um, I think now's a good time to probably plug your Twitter account for your Crit Rocket. Oh. Yeah. What? Why is it called? Uh, it is literally Twitter at Crit Rocket, which is C R I T, then Rocket Pod. So that's at Crit Rocket Pod um, on Twitter. Okay, right. Well, we'll see if we can update that. Hopefully, <laughs> we do. But if we don't, well, I'm not making any promises. Excellent. Okay, cool. right. Thank you for being here, Sean. Thank you for having me, Chris. That's fine. And I will talk to you later. Stay classy, San Diego. Bye bye, everyone. Bye-bye.